0: Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, October 16th. Thank you all so much for coming by and listening to us. We have got the finale of She-Hulk. We're going to review that as Richard shakes his head because he saw Jeremy's cup. And <laughs> so we got Will meters for the entire series. We got Will meters for the episode, review of that episode. But first, we got a couple of news things we want to chit-chat and talk about. Uh, I'm going to start us off with one that we talked about last episode, but I got something new that I wanted to put in for it and ask y'all about. So more confirmation is coming out that we are likely to get Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross. From what I heard a few days ago he was actually scheduled to come out there and be presented as Thunderbolt Ross at San Diego Comic Con. Or D23 I can't remember which one now. One of those but they were also announcing Indiana Jones 5 and he was super emotional about that and so they were like look we don't want to take any thunder away from Indiana Jones 5 so y'all don't announce that yet. Like, don't bring him out. Don't like, and so I guess they respectfully were, or it's all a bunch of bullshit. One or the other. Um, <laughs> Cause I mean, it's still all rumors. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean like nothing's been confirmed yet. Anyways, my what? point, what I'm getting to is, is that, you know, I think this is the first time that we've had like a serious recasting Like, we had uh, Edward Norton in the Hulk, which we kind of talked about this before. We've had Edward Norton as the Hulk. We had uh, Terrence Howard as Rhodey. Um, And now, you know, of course, Chadwick's passing. We didn't recast for that. But then Ross is, you know, passing away. I can't remember the guy. William Hurt. William Hurt's passing. Uh, We're recasting him. Does that, like, my, my thought process on why it may be happening... Has to do with Feige, but how do y'all feel about that? Like, if we can't cast recast T'Challa, but we can recast Thunderbolt Ross, and he's going to play a big character, supposedly going to be the Red Hulk. Like, what does that mean? Like, T'Challa is huge, and just to kind of just not recast him seems like a waste.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That one's a that one's a tough one. I mean, it it seemed like he was just T'Challa, and Chadwick Boseman was kind of like right in his prime. Yeah. Whenever he was taken quickly and kind of, I mean, obviously to everybody else, it was kind of unexpected, but to him, he had been dealing with it for a while. So I feel like that may have a part in why they were trying to kind of respect his a little bit differently. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, cause it does seem also seem like we just got T'Challa really going. And he had a lot more. I mean, obviously, I haven't read all those, so I don't, I don't know for sure what all. But he would, would have a lot more story left to tell. So, and it, I, I, I doubt that Shuri is going to really be able to hold up to that same, <laughs> that same storyline. So, I, yeah, I, the the whole Harrison Ford part of it being Thunderbolt Ross doesn't really bother me. I, I just sure, yeah, that sounds good. But I, <laughs> Um, but I, he's another one that, I mean, I don't, it's kind of like what Richard said. I don't think he's going to be, it'd be hard to make him continue with that role, like on down the road. And so is it just going to be a, here he is and we're done.
0: Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, real quick. I just wanted to sit there and say like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that. Thunderbolt Ross is the same kind of character or caliber character as T'Challa, right. so I'm not. I don't mean to put them on the same pedestal or that they're even equals. Really, I, I just it's the same kind of instance kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like Thunderbolt Ross never had really the presence that T'Challa had in his short amount of time that he had on there. Yeah. Like he's been there since the beginning of all this, but he never had the presence that T'Challa necessarily had. So that I just wanted to put that in real, real quick before Richard. Spotted out what he had. <laughs>
2: Spouted out <laughs> his nonsense.
0: <laughs> uh so yeah, you, you kind
2: of hit all the beats, Jeremy. Uh like one, I think personally in like in the comics, Thunderbolt Ross is absolutely kind of equal with like he's very integral to a Hulk story, I think, personally. I yes, um I but also that. William Hurt has had time to play this character for a while, right. whereas whereas T'Challa has only been in, like, two and a half movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is why. Now, if you'll go back and listen to our episode, my hot take is that I don't think they should have retired the character. I think they should have recast, as far as, like, T'Challa goes. So I'm also fine with them recasting Thunderbolt here. Yeah. I'm shocked, because this was, uh, I believe I sent y'all the leak. It was on the Hollywood Reporter I believe it's confirmed that he is like actually going to be Thunderbolt Ross now. okay. And that shocks me because, and it also kind of shows Marvel's hand here that they absolutely want a Red Hulk and they want it to be Thunderbolt Ross. Because that I said in that episode, like they would need to pull up a dump truck full of money to get <laughs> Harrison Ford into the MCU. <laughs> and I still believe that. Because he hates being part of, like, he'll do, like, one-off movies. He likes the Indiana Jones for whatever reason, but he hates, like, he hates Star Wars. He hates being bothered by nerds and things <laughs> like that on the street. <laughs> I mean, just watch any, like, just go to YouTube and type, like, Harrison Ford, whatever, cusses out a fan. And you'll find tons of them. <laughs> And... So, like, it's very shocking to to see this, that they they got him. But, yeah, be prepared to see, basically, Harrison Ford's, like, CGI mug onto a
0: Red Hulk. So, I feel like the main answer to this, and I don't know because I'm not Feige or, you know, K-E-V-I-N, uh, there's no telling what that algorithm's going to do for this. But <laughs> I feel like the T'Challa thing is also a backdoor into what Feige wants, and what it seems like I've heard stated—not necessarily by him, but like everybody keeps talking about how Feige is wanting a main female like presence in the Marvel universe. That's what I've heard. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Monica Rimbaud, Scarlet Witch, She Hulk. <laughs> The Mighty Thor, things like that. Lots of female characters. Not that I'm hating on it or anything like that. Which kind of, you know, would lead us into She-Hulk, honestly. Um, <laughs> but is that is that why we didn't get a T'Challa recast? Is it because then it's a it's a real easy way to shove Shuri on in there to be the Black Panther and then have a female lead as far as that goes? Like, is, is that what this is?
2: No, I don't. I don't think it's that cynical. Really, I mean, to me, that's a that's a cynical way of looking at it. I don't think Feige wanted it so he could shove in some sort of woman version of Black Panther, but I really do think it boils down to that. It's just the way they lost him and how short of a character. Like, because you and I both, uh, actually, I think Jeremy too. We all talked about how he was an amazing T'Challa, and oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
2: because we lost him as quickly as we did to a horrible, horrible disease. Yes. I think it's honorable that they're doing it, but I don't think they should have done it. I don't think there's any agenda behind it. If that's what you're saying, because I just don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case here.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I'd have to kind of agree. And I don't, I mean, I really hope that that's not it. Right. You know, also, I don't, I don't, I don't I don't think it would be. I think he should have gone a different route as far as if he wasn't going to recast T'Challa. Uh, it's like we've, we've said in the previous, I think he should have chosen somebody else and not Shuri. Um, of course it will depend again, like Richard says, just go back and listen to our other episodes and you can kind of hear our thoughts on it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. I always want to plug in our previous episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I I hope that that's not the reason. I don't think it would be, but I don't know. We'll just, I guess we'll see how it goes. Okay.
0: Fair enough. All right. We've also spoken previous episodes about how we will never see Tinkerbell fly over that castle for a Marvel rated R or mature rated movie. All right. If I, if I say I'm, if I say something wrong, Richard, please jump in and, and fix it because this is this is pretty much on you because I'm I totally think we will, but we just got word that Marvel Zombies is going to be an R rated show. Well, okay, since I was called out, <laughs> if you're using this as a, like a gotcha
2: moment, <laughs> haha, you're wrong. No, no, this no. This Is no, no, no. Hang on, let me let me get into it. No, yeah, go uh, ahead. a TV rated R. So I looked up the differences on that today. Um. TVMA, I believe, is worse than a TV rated R, or not even TV, excuse me. TVMA is worse by definition than a rated R. I did not write all this down because, like I said, I didn't realize we would be talking about this. But anyway, (laughs) they can still (laughs) show, like, if we want to get into that splitting hairs at the beginning of this episode or movie or whatever it may be, it just may say Marvel Studios. Maybe that's what they're doing with Deadpool. Or maybe they're doing it under Fox because I still feel like, well, they don't call it 20th Century Fox, 20th Century Studios now. I still think they're going to use that as a way to circumvent it not being a Disney movie. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong because I've said it for a while now that certain properties, Moon Knight, I'm looking at you, should have been darker (laughs) and grittier. Like, I give you crap because I don't like everything to be dark and gritty. I think like, <laughs> comedy has a time and a place. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder was not it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but yeah, like, so I, what I'm saying is, is like, I want, I like, I want a Wolverine movie where Wolverine is gutting people left and right. <laughs> I don't think, like, to bring it back to the zomb- Marvel zombies thing, The reason why I think it got this rating is not due to it having some sort of like dark, gritty story. I think it's just because people's guts and brains are going to be exposed. And that alone, like for some reason, ratings, uh, to be honest with you, ratings in America are stupid in general. Like (laughs) you can get away with pink blood, but not red blood. You know what I mean? Like It's so dumb. Yeah. So if a zombie is like rotting and his, like guts are hanging out or his brains are hanging out, by definition, the ratings and I'm not a person who rates it will have to like mark you know whatever points off of that. So that's why I think it got this, but yeah, until it comes out, and I'm fine. Look, I'm fine with eating crow. There, <laughs> I want it to be like I like. I said I've already said what I said. So anyway, continue. <laughs> what were you want to say?
0: <laughs> so basically like a, a cartoon version. I I I'm understanding it's still going to be animated. Yeah. Uh, a cartoon version of the Walking Dead is kind of what I'm thinking of that we're going to be getting. Yeah. Is why we're going to get the getting the rating as well. So I agree with what you're saying.
2: Just real quick, is Kurtman, Robert Kurtman cuz he's the one who wrote Marvel Zombies. Do we know if he's attached to this at all? Oh my god, that would be amazing if he
1: was. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope he is.
0: I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. That'd be so dope though. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I wasn't trying to like call you out or anything. <laughs> I know it might have came off that way. I wasn't meaning it that way, though. I was basically going to ask, does it change anybody's mind? And I mean, we totally got your response to that, <laughs> and, and I, I totally agree with you. They could totally go down the whole, and still could go down the whole, you know, twentieth century Fox or twentieth century studios. And you not see Tink. And that, that was the whole thing that we always talked about is, and that you have always stood strong on, is that if we get an R or a mature, you will not see Tink fly over the castle. That that's It will not show up in the beginning of it. That's what you've always stood on. And and that's that's fine. I disagree, but that's fine. I just didn't know. I wanted to know if it changed your mind any, is what I was getting at. So
1: You could always just make it to where, like, it's uh, one of those little, little things that like, you'll do in, I've seen that. I think it maybe in in video games where, like, a, if you know the head gets shot, it just like does a, like a little, like, just a, like a little pinata explosion or something, like little like coming out of their head or whatever, <laughs> a little confetti. So then they keep, they can keep Tinkerbell that, at that point.
0: Well, I, if it goes to a mature rating, which or a rated R rating, like it, we're like like Richard said, we're going to see something. Yeah. Like it, there's there's gonna be guts, there's gonna be brains, there's gonna be something to that, especially with it being a zombie show. We're going to like they're not gonna cover it up. It's not gonna be blue blood. It's not gonna be things like that. Like that's why it's yeah. getting the rating that's getting more than likely. So okay,
2: well let's... it could be like Moon Knight and they just have like the characters just black out and then they wake back up and <laughs> we just see the aftermath. <laughs>
0: that's a terrible but then it'd be idea. Again. yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's just. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you triggered Jeremy.
1: Well, I think yeah, it was good. Well, I was thinking of uh, like it's like you it's like you get to the climax, but then you skip it and then you have to clean up the mess. But you don't have the actual like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one making You're... sex jokes on here now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Exactly, I agree completely. Yes. Yeah. You got there, and then, just... <laughs> <laughs> and then you, there's a mess and you're like, "What the what the hell happened?" Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> Jeremy, what what you got?
1: I was just say, well, hopefully Marvel Zombies will have us fully satisfied. So.
0: <laughs> I agree. I hope so as well. <laughs> As satisfied as uh, Jen Walters after being with Matt Murdock. So, <laughs> Jeremy, I think you've got some new news for us, so hit us up with what you got.
1: Oh, yeah. So, there has actually been a, I guess, more, a, we we had, it had come up in a, a few episodes ago where there was this rumor, I think Richard actually kind of brought this one in, and so this is more confirming, or at least another, not necessarily confirming, but a stronger rumor that our what I've been saying all along is that we are getting Mephisto, <laughs> and that there's a rumor of a, a casting. And I'll let Richard say who the actor is, because he likes saying that he's so good at saying his name.
2: Uh. My wife, um, yeah, it's Borat. <laughs> it's Sasha Baron Cohen. And, uh, yeah, he's rumored to play Mephisto. So we'll get, uh, we may get that. I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I like this idea a lot. I'm ready to get Mephisto so we can get rid of the Mephisto joke. We can just finally <laughs> just get that out of the way. And, um, Sasha is like, He's a character actor. Like, he becomes that character. And Mephisto is a very, very, like, to me, flamboyant, out there kind of (laughs) devil man. (laughs) Like, like, in the comics, like, they don't really show it. But, like, in the way he's always drawn, he's just like, you know, I don't know. He looks like he's a thespian. Like, he's like, hello, it is I, Mephisto. Like, it's just (laughs) a very weird... And bizarre, so I I like this idea a lot. Um, Sasha, he's been in some serious roles other than like Bruno and Ali G and Borat. He was in a mini-series that's on Netflix. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, I have not seen it, but my wife and her family has seen it. It's really good. It's called The Spy, and it's based off of the life of an Israeli spy named Eli Cohen, which I think may be like, a long-distance, like, relative to Sasha. And that's why he decided to do the role. But anyway, it's a really cool movie, or, excuse me, show, miniseries. And, yeah, there's also a rumor a while, not a rumor. There was something I read on Reddit where someone was like, what if you got Sasha to play Magneto? And I kind of love that idea as well, because, once again, (laughs) when you see Sasha do a serious role, when he takes it seriously, He's phenomenal in it. And Sasha's Jewish, so I could totally see him pull off a Magneto.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. Which kind of goes with another rumor I think you were talking about, Richard, of uh, the the actor that played Gus. Instead of him being oh. Xavier, him possibly being Mephisto. Yeah.
2: they it, Apparently, in one of the leaks that I had seen, there were two guys, two of the reputable... Leakers had both mentioned about Sasha being Mephisto, but they said they originally had tapped Juan Carlos Esposito, the guy that plays Gus Fring in Bre- Breaking Bad, to be Mephisto. I kind of like that idea as well. Yeah, but if we're going, if we're going with like Mephisto is goofier because the the rumor is is that Mephisto will appear in Ironheart and. He's part of Wand, which is like the shield for magic people. <laughs> so I think they're going with a goofy thing. Oh, and man. Yeah, yeah. So I think Sasha's going to be a goofy version of Mephisto.
0: I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Uh, okay. I, I like the idea of Mephisto showing up in Ironheart. Only because one of the antagonists is going to be the hood. Yeah. And so it's going to be this magic versus tech kind of show, which I think will be a nice change of pace, honestly. Yeah. It's like one of my biggest gripes with the MCU is it's always been essentially, which even She Hulk was going to be this until Jen, you know, changed her ending, was going to (laughs) be. Like you're ex- you're you facing your exact opposite, like so. I like that. You know, it's not going to be another tech villain. That possibly another tech villain outside of you know the hood. I've heard that the hood's not the main antagonist, but there's somebody else.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you because yeah we we talked about it in one of those episodes about how like it's uh, the villain is evil Ant Man, the villain is evil Iron Man, the villain is evil, <laughs> evil Spider Man, whatever it may be, but. uh... As much as I like Iron Man 3, Iron Man 3, before it came out, the trailer had me so hyped because I was hoping we would see that, where it was like a magic, like in other words, it was the Mandarin versus Iron yes. Man, and it was supposed to be like magic versus technology, and we never, and I know like the rings technically aren't magic, but whatever, they, they work like magic, and... I wanted to see that and we never got it. So I am excited uh, the news of like the hood being kind of like a a villain for uh, Riri. And I think that's really cool because once again, like you said, magic versus tech. It's something we haven't seen yet.
0: Well, and like Thor's, you know, responses, magic is our tech essentially kind of thing. So,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Cool. All right. On to She-Hulk episode nine, final episode titled, who show is this? Is that right? She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Basically the synopsis of this episode here is we get the the final consequences of her actions at the gala. She winds up getting an inhibitor put on her, which I got more to say about that. It goes the, the same normal plot. Villain's going to take her blood, turn into a hulk and then She-Hulk says, "Fuck that." No. And she <laughs> and she makes her way into our world. And uh, talks to Kevin and gets things changed, and She-Hulk saves the day, and the bad guys go away. That's pretty much it.:
1: Yeah. that's so, all She All right, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. well meters. Jeremy. for this episode, not the series. we'll do the series after we talk about the episode. The so, well meters for this episode. What do you got? Uh, I'll say I'm, I'm right right at
1: that pleasantly to overly kind of teetering, teetering between there pleasantly whelmed to overly whelmed. I really enjoyed this episode. I I love that she really pushed the line of the, the fourth wall stuff. And I loved that she did, it made me think of whenever, you know, in talking about it, about the comic, you know, a lot of times, I think it was either, I forget, but it was saying basically that she was late for work. And so she just hopped over a panel. And so I kind of, I liked how they, it seemed like they brought that into this episode and in the but with the digital kind of way. And so I thought it was I thought it was really cool. So I I really, really enjoyed this episode.
0: When I saw that, the first thing I thought of was Richard,
1: he's yeah. gonna love yeah. this. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which will lead me into mine. And I was I was overwhelmed at how overly whelmed I was <laughs> by this episode. This episode does everything that I was complaining about. I, like, I wanted them... Honestly, if I have to say anything, I wish the whole season was this way. Um, This felt most, like, the closest it's ever gotten to the John Byrne run of She-Hulk. Like, the fact that she just smashes the fourth wall, like, wide open is just great. And I loved that. Unfortunately, we'll get into that. I love this episode. It's it's up there with one of my favorite episodes of the Disney Plus streaming like series.
0: All right then. I was whelmed. <laughs> I liked what a it. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was a fun episode. I just felt like I just felt like half of it was wasted on something that didn't even matter. But like, I know we had to close things up and tie stuff up. It just I, I think in the long run, like this TV show is kind of one of those you have to be in the mood for. And maybe that's why a lot of people don't like the series as a whole is because like, I think this is more of a I'm in the mood for something lighthearted and funny. OK, I'll turn on She-Hulk. Like I could see myself doing that, but but does it ever happen. No, not really. Uh, No. Uh, I'm more of a. I want to see how my life is better than somebody else's. Let me turn on Daredevil from Netflix. (laughs) But yeah, like, I just. I just. Just well. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Disgusted by it or nothing like that. It was a good show and I'm glad they tied it up and everything's over and done with. So, yeah, uh you
2: mentioned something. That, you know what this feels like? I, this is actually a note from what I had about the whole series, at, like as a whole. This feels like a comic. Like, in other words, not this, just this one episode, this whole series felt like, you know, when you start reading a comic and it comes out month to month and while you're reading the single issues, you're like, this sucks. Like, I don't like this. This isn't for me. (laughs) But then when the run is over and you read it as a whole, it's way better. And this feels like this. And this is what I was kind of going at is like why I said at the very beginning of the season that they should have released this series as a whole. 30, like, you know what? We'll get into it since I do this every (laughs) freaking week.
0: Last time, guys. (laughs) Last time.
2: Yes. (laughs) The average runtime for this entire series is 25 minutes, 58 seconds, and 667 milliseconds. The average (laughs) runtime for this episode with a post-credit scene, that's right, we got a post-credit scene, was 27 minutes and 8 seconds. So, yeah, for essentially a 26-minute, like, episode, I think they should have released these all at once. And I think this would have had a better reception because to me, the reason why I'm going to defend this to the day I die for this series, because I think it's <laughs> up there with one of the best well-written series, is due to that fourth wall break. Because they were aware of all the complaints. We like This show was made months before we ever saw it and could critique it but they knew what we would talk about, what we would complain about, what we did anything, and they addressed it all. So to me, by breaking that fourth wall and Kevin explaining all that makes the series almost bulletproof because it's like, no, they, we knew. We knew the CGI was going to look bad. We knew that you would complain about whatever, Josh being the, like, the same old, same old that we've seen from like Miss Marvel and everything else. We knew that you would hate the, like, whatever, uh, Todd getting the blood and it's just like the super soldier serum all over again from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, they knew exactly, like, we were played, but in my opinion, in the best way possible.
0: So, are you saying they purposely wrote, like, a bad show just so they would know? Yes. (laughs) Yes,
2: that's exactly what I'm saying. All the way, because... I am I am a cinephile. Like, I really am. <laughs> I love watching movies and talking about movies and watching television shows and talking about them and how they're made. This show was not once filmed at all, interestingly. it It was filmed, it was shot, I know they were going for a sitcom feel, but it was shot so flatly. And sitcoms back in the day did that, but sitcoms now, and I'm talking like, uh, modern Family, Young Sheldon, they're not shot as flat. Like, there's more interesting things going on. This was shot very flat. We, you mentioned Titania coming on the wire rails and how they held on to that way too long on, like, the first episode. All that, I believe, was intentional because the reason I go back to this is Jessica Gow, the head writer for the show, writes for Rick and Morty. And to me, Rick and Morty is one of the best well-written comedy shows because it is so aware of the tropes and everything that goes on. I seriously think they knew exactly what they were doing it from episode one. We just played into their hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do love Ramesha Rick, and Morty. I will say that. But this I can't say the same too. Um, <laughs> I did, however, love that intro. The first, like throwback to the Bixby intro like and it'd be her and I assume that's her like stand in because I remember sending y'all a picture of like her actual like live body stand in is that her
2: Uh, you know I don't know I I didn't look that up but what I was going to say is that the Bill Bixby like that intro that they're playing homage to is the actual Bill Bixby intro they just digitally imposed her onto it
0: okay that's awesome, yeah. i I love that whole just watching the green eyes glow and stuff yeah. like that. And I yeah, I was digging all that stuff. I thought it was great. So I, I also love Pug even more after the show. I think he is by far <laughs> my favorite character in the entire series, just because of how goofy he is <laughs> and, and just how serious he is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I just looked it up. Uh,
2: Devon Lewis plays the Savage She-Hulk. Uh, it's uncredited. Devon is a dude. <laughs> oh! Okay, then. This this is the guy that plays uh, She-Hulk in the Bill Bixby.
0: <laughs> Are you serious?
2: Really? Yeah, yes, absolutely, yes. If you go onto IMDb and you swipe through it, it's, yeah, here we go. Here's him as... As a uh, She-Hulk. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> All right then. That's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take over your pug. Continue on about pug.
0: <laughs> no, you're good because I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's yeah. funny. Well, that answers that question. It was not her stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> that woman's big though. Yeah, that no, you. Gummit. Yeah,
1: I thought she would. I, that's what I figured. It would have been her because I mean, she's just that tall. She's that big. So.
0: But yeah, Pug, like when he's like, <laughs> we called, but no answer. And I kept my composure though, even though I was calling the freaking Hulk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love, yeah. I love
2: Pug. Pug is great.
0: I hope to, I hope to seriously see Pug more. Like, I think yeah. he's awesome. I, I don't care who he's representing in the Marvel Universe. Like, I just want to see more of Pug. I think he's great. Yeah.
1: I do too. I mean, I am whenever he was there at the whole, like, the bro event basically. Um yeah. <laughs> just was like, I don't I don't want to. Like I don't I don't and she was like trying to tell him to I forget exactly what she said to tell ta- for him to say, but he's like, No, I don't I like I don't like it. Why would I, I know? <laughs> and she like, just
0: do it. Yeah. Refer to all women as females. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love yeah
2: I love, yeah. I love Nikki and Pug in this episode. I thought they were yes. great.
0: Yes, yeah, they're perfect team. Perfect team. And it, well, I even love when she's like, she gets the invite and it says bro, and she realizes it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Bug, I need a favor. And it they took me all the way back to that yeah. scene where he's like, Hey, can I get you to do me a favor? Yeah. <laughs> the whole sneaker drop thing. And she's like, mm-hmm. "Uh, Yeah, but another favor for with interest. <laughs> like, I love that whole scene too. Like, it just took me all the way back to that. All right. I hate, hate, hate this whole inhibitor thing. Absolutely, positively hate it. Because the first episode we get, Bruce has an inhibitor. It was a prototype. Yeah. Okay. She asked for an inhibitor. He says, I can't do it. This was just a prototype. I can't make another one, which doesn't make sense to me, but whatever.
1: He said it Uh, was designed just for him, basically. Like I guess based off of his, I guess his blood his DNA or something. I don't
0: know. That's yeah, but, then the, but then there's just so close together is what yeah. he was saying. But I know it's going to be different still. Anyways, but then apparently damage control has inhibitors and a can have one after right after a court case. And then uh, Jen can get a plea deal with one. And Bruce <laughs> is nowhere to be found to make these inhibitors. What the, like, I, I understand this goes back to the whole thing where I'm like, They're making Sentinels. This is going to be Genosha. All that stuff with X Men, but like it just pisses me off. I don't like it.
1: Apparently, they uh, damage control went to an Oprah show and just where she was passing out inhibitors.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a. uh, I think it's just a a thing we don't have to think about because it's almost like this entire season was written by an algorithm. Like, (laughs) Like that's my point. Is all the stuff that we're nitpicking, I don't think matters. Like, I don't even know, due to this episode, I don't even know if this series is canon. Like, I don't even know if Abomination will address any of that if he ends up in the Thunderbolts, which he will. He will. He absolutely will. You'll see him in Thunderbolts, I guarantee you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I don't think that, like, all this stuff, don't get me wrong, like, I agree with you. It's a plot hole, but I really think it was done intentionally. <laughs> like they were just like, "We need an inhibitor." Well, Bruce said he couldn't make it. Eh, who fucking cares? Like we're literally going <laughs> to wipe the
0: the slate clean by the end of the episode or the end of the series. My problem with it is, is you've in, you've brought a device into the universe that seemed to be an impossibility that could have so many more implications, and that's where that's why it bothers me. If it was just a, a random whatever. That was used. I may not be bothered with it as much, but because of like future implications of the device, it just ir- irks me so bad, <laughs> so bad. Um, shit. I had something else and I forgot. Well, I, I want to talk about something that irked me.
2: Why the fuck does Jen get put into Damage Control Supermax prison for breaking a monitor when her cousin destroyed? like multiple cities and is deemed a hero (laughs) like (laughs) that makes no fucking sense
0: like that's the thing that we should be ranting about (laughs) like that's annoying (laughs) as fuck (laughs) so my wife asked the same question when we were watching it today and i said bruce is an avenger she said so yeah exactly (laughs) he had tony stark money to help him out like he's a hero yeah exactly
2: I mean, honestly, that's probably what the meta commentary there. But yeah, it it is like that pissed me off. I'm like, Bruce literally destroyed like Harlem and destroyed, I don't know, some South African town in Age of Ultron and like decimated it with uh, Tony and them fighting and he is deemed as an Avenger. Like, they named a freaking Ben and Jerry's ice cream after him. But <laughs> Jin breaks a monitor, a fucking monitor, and is, in thro- is thrown into Supermax prison. I'm like,
1: fuck y'all. <laughs> like, it busted oh, and- the wall, too.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She, oh, she broke okay. a wall. Sorry, sorry. I forgot. And, and, a wall
2: and, and a... Mo- excuse me, excuse me. Wall and a monitor. <laughs> and and <laughs> she,
1: she did kind of, She probably made it, that guy pee his pants, too, so she ruined <laughs> yeah, his pants.
0: Okay. <laughs> it, we're not talking about just the fourth wall, either. Like, it was an actual structural yeah. wall. No, I know, right? I know, I know. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Like, it, it doesn't, like... I guess you got the Hulk that redeems himself because he helped save the planet and stuff like that. because he, he was on the Avengers at that point in time. But I mean, you know, there's also a reason he had to have a hideout oh in Mexico. Mm. You know, and, and when we found him in a credible Hulk, like he was hiding out in Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, I think somewhere so. out there. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. It, it, it was somewhere else though. It wasn't in the States. Yeah, it, was, it was It was South America. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, probably so. But yeah, I mean, it's it seems like it would be very petty to just sit there, but I think that's again, that's bringing us closer to damage control being looking for mutants. So, Oh yeah,
2: I think I think you're spot on with that idea. Like I said, you you'll it'll probably happen and then you can rub it in everyone's face and be like, I called it first.
0: <laughs> I'm not looking for that. It's just I'm I'm so anxious for it. I'm so and like I'm glad that Jim, when she finally met Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, by the way, that she asked, Hey, when we get an X-Men. And she even looked at us and gave us like a thumbs up and
1: yeah. you know, a little smirk
0: loved. and stuff like that. I'd love that.
2: <laughs> I I love that fucking scene. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> you can't see, probably. But yeah, I I took that. Like, I want to make that like a gif. Uh-huh. Like, I, lo- I love that when she's like, what about X-Men? And she's like
0: yeah, <laughs> it's just funny sticking her tongue out and stuff. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that, like that that time too when he's just like, he's like, "Please don't sit. Uh, you're sitting. No. Yeah. Oh, you're sitting. You're sitting <laughs> down. We're sitting yeah. down yeah. now.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like. <laughs> I have so many just the funny moments about Kevin, but um, so. Though the one thing I will critique about this is that moment when she's sitting on the bed at her parents' house and she breaks the fourth wall again and she's like this isn't even a reluctant superhero story. I'm just getting screwed over here and she's like is this what you guys want? And then we hear the 70s Hulk narrator again. <laughs> and she's like no, we're not we're not off the rails yet. We're not doing this. We're not we're not we're not doing a narrator. I think they should have done little, not necessarily a narrator, but where I think this would have paid off more if she'd had broken the fourth wall more throughout the season and asked us, the viewers, hey, this isn't, is this working for you? This isn't working for me. Like this, something's wrong here because I think that would have helped set up eventually her smashing that fourth wall and going to talking to the Kevin robot. I got you.
0: I think they could have done more, and I think that was probably... That was your biggest complaint, I think, with this whole series, was the lack of, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because the times that we got it were very small and short-lived.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and most of it was just her turning and talking to the viewer. And I wanted more of a... What this episode did. I wanted them to... Like, you have television now as a medium. Like, John Byrne did it with paper and art. Like, you have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Literally, the world as your oyster to manipulate the medium and the format of normal television, and they they did it in spades for this episode. I thought, and yeah, I like I wrote down some notes to give y'all example. I like the Daredevil episode when when uh, when that's going on. I would have loved for her to be like, let's speed things up here. Okay, we've only got twenty eight minutes to do this episode. Come on, <laughs> the, the people want to see Daredevil. And it just go like, <laughs> and just, get, we get to Daredevil. I think that would have been cool. I like the idea of her, like, uh, when she was in court trying to get her She-Hulk name back, when all of her, like, ex-whatever Tinder dates are testifying, I would have loved for her to be like, oh, God, this is so embarrassing, and her to reach out of panel and try to change the scene. Like, she starts grabbing it and, like, (laughs) pulling it to change the scene, but she can't. She's just not strong enough, and it, like, snaps back. That would have been great. Um, This is kind of like a fast-forwarding thing. This is my last idea, where we, we, we all complained about how, you know, we wanted to see the superhero costume, and it's a trope at this point that the superhero costume shows up at, like, the second to the last episode. So to take the piss out of that idea, like, in other words, to address the trope. I think it would have been really cool on the drip broker episode. I can't remember which one that is, but it's like a mid episode. She could be like, you know what, we're not going to wait around for the second episode here. And it does like a fast forward again. And we see like the, the, her, like, you know, revealing the costume in that daredevil fight. And then you hear her like narrate, like pretty sweet, eh? And it rewinds back to her in that uh, current episode. I think,
0: like, they they had such an opportunity to play with that, and they just didn't. Yeah, I've got an idea for you. You may hate it, but I honestly (laughs) think this could be super cool and super interactive, because it seems like that's kind of what you're going for, is, like, for it to be more interactive with the audience, not just simply her going, oh, my dress, and looking at us, like, hey, remember, I got a dress. But like, actually, be interactive, kind of. Yeah. Second season. What if it's like? Have y'all ever watched? A lot of my son's shows have had this, where like, it's almost like an adventure TV show, where you kind of make the choice as to like uh, what the episode does next. Like, what if you, don't you want had like Bandersnatch? I don't know about that.
2: Okay. Netflix did a interactive movie where you picked, like, it was like a almost like a read along or a. Uh, Choose as you go adventure book, like yeah, they, they the a certain point would happen, and you could choose between two different options, and then something else would happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my my whatever is because I know that uh, Minecraft has one, and also on Netflix, and also um, Stretch Armstrong on Netflix has one. Mine would be have several episodes or whatever, where it's like a. You choose, and then she can criticize you for what you chose. Like, really? You went that route? I can't believe this. Or, oh, thank you for that. Appreciate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, honestly,
2: I love that idea. I don't think you could do <laughs> several episodes, because that's a huge yeah. undertaking. But for one episode, that would be fucking great.
0: <laughs> It'd be annoying, too, if you did the whole one. But, like, if you sprinkled one or two throughout a season of nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that could be fun. And like the second episode, really, we're going to do this again? Really, Marvel? Thanks. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my whole point with like,
2: if I have to critique the whole season, that's my whole point is that she was dare, uh, she would Not Daredevil. I got Daredevil on the brain. She was Deadpool. <laughs> so did she. Before, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, that was one of my favorite moments. At the very end, Kevin's like, You obliterated the thrilling ending K E V I N formulated. And she's like, Yeah, that's what Hulks do. We smash things. Bruce smashes buildings. I smash the fourth wall and bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdock. Like, just <laughs> I just fucking love that. That was so funny. But no, yes, I, like, I love that idea. That, that mm-hmm. like, Marvel, once again, pay us. <laughs> Like, we'll be on your <laughs> we'll be on your team to give you ideas. Like that's a great idea for season two.
0: That's funny. Oh, uh, I like the, the my Kevin part that I wrote down because I thought it was great. Was a uh, near perfect product. Like <laughs> he's known for always having a near. Yeah. And there's been yeah. so much gripe lately as far as his product goes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the, he was there was still bold enough to sit there and say near perfect product. My kind of meta moment with this. Episode and what I was telling you, I was like, I think I understand She Hulk now, as far as like a TV show. Was like, if you're mad at this TV show, it's because they're probably talking about you. Oh, yeah. And that's why you're (laughs) mad. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like the whole E Man Woman Haters Club thing that they got going on and stuff like that. And just uh, the tweets at the very beginning and stuff like, you cannot like the show because uh, you don't like the story. Yes. Or their way they're going And that's one thing But if you just like Hate it Hate it Because mm-hmm. Of just everything about it More than likely More than likely You hate it Because they're talking about you <laughs> Yes
1: <laughs>
2: Well like That's the The I call them the Intelligentsia dipshits Like I love the <laughs> I love when um Because Like I love the lines When Pug is like Infiltrating them you, if you have like subtitles turned on, you can hear some of them say, "It's like why does why does there even need to be a she Hulk? It's not like there's a he Hulk." And of course, like that's a joke because <laughs> there's absolutely a he Hulk. It's just called Hulk. But yeah. Yeah, right. and then another one's like uh, he says like, "Oh, you know, she." They talk about Lady Thor and they say like she sucks, and it's like he makes a comment about like I'm not saying that because she's a female. It's uh, I'd have the same criticisms if she's a man, and of course once again there's a joke because there is a man Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like all, and that was my thing is how I said they predicted so much because Intelligentsia is supposed to be like Reddit or 4chan or something like that where you've got a lot of the like angry whatever male demographics of like a, uh, what do they call it? The toxic uh, like troll fan base. And that's kind of what these guys are. And I think it's very brilliant of them to one, predict them like they're literally just the most predictable (laughs) fan base ever and to call it out. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. Like that was, I I hate that they kind of used this show for that to a certain extent, but I also get it all at the same time. I mean, and if you're going to call people out on it, like She-Hulk was absolutely the perfect show. To do that on, just because of the fourth wall breaking, all that jazz, and uh, a, a woman character and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, like uh, like calling people out on always making a a female main hero, main character.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think you got what I was saying on that.
2: <laughs> no, I
1: did.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> what? Whenever you're talking, about, like, your what you had said earlier about making Shuri Black Panther, where he just wanted a female. Like main
0: person. Oh. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I I'm mean, that's that's part of why I think that's why that had me asking this quite that question was because like I was looking at this TV show and I was like, really people get mad because there's a just a female version yeah. of of a character. Like that's yeah, that's kind of dumb. I don't understand that. Like that doesn't make sense to me why somebody be mad just because it's a woman, you know, like if it's good, it's good. If it yeah. sucks, it sucks. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there's also, um,
2: like, difference in taste as well. Like, what one person may not find funny, the other person may. And, like... Yeah, that... That's that is obvious why... on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that, that's what I was getting to, Jeremy. Thank you. Uh, like, that is why I think we can have this discourse, and we can discuss that. But I, like, there's certain people in the world, unfortunately, like, people suck. Like, let's be honest <laughs> Right, (laughs) and there's just going to be asshats no matter what you do, and (laughs) I just like once again I go back to like I like that they they called it to me. I'm blown away that they like nailed this from the get go. How fans would react, how podcasts would talk about this, (laughs) and they address all that at the very end. I just I I I I clap to them. I think that's great.
0: That's funny. I, I like the hallway fight scene they kind of gave her. It's definitely not a Netflix Daredevil one, but uh, I felt really yeah. bad for the last guy who got like <laughs> head smashed yeah. into the wall and then just freaking uh palmed to, to yeah. play a basketball.
2: Did that feel like a, it felt very Natasha Romanoff in Iron Man yeah. 2 hallway fight. That's what it felt like to me. I could kind of yeah, see just, that.
1: Just Hulkified a little bit there.
2: Yeah very much with ease yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and less acrobatics. I love that the reception made her sign an NDA yeah. and then <laughs> called the security guards and she's like, why don't you make me sign the NDA? And he's like, everyone has to sign the NDA. <laughs> like, I love that they took like real world stuff. <laughs> like you know, yeah. Marvel is constantly making everyone sign an NDA. Like, I believe those signs, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but there's signs with Captain America going like, I want you And it says, I want you to turn off your phone. And it's talking about like how leaks are bad and stuff like that. I don't (laughs) think that's something they put up for the show. I think that's an actual like sign that's at Marvel Studios. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it.
0: From what I've heard, that actual like area, that is Kevin Feige's like office area. Like that's, that's what I've like the whole Iron Man backdrop and all, like all that is like his. Is whatever. So yeah, I could see totally those posters being up around Marvel Studios or whatever.
2: Yeah. And of course, we see the Disney lot uh, in Burbank, California. Like, that's the actual Disney lot where the Marvel Studios headquarters are. Not Marvel Comics, but Marvel Studios headquarters are.
0: I hated that freaking asshat in the think tank who was like, I will murder you to protect Kevin. Like, (laughs) bruh. So all those all those actors are
2: playing the writers. Like they're actually like some of them look very close to the actual writers. That's supposed to be Zeb Wells, which also I love that you don't like him because he wrote the episode that you don't like, which is the retreat episode. <laughs> 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 so that's just uh befitting, I guess.
0: <laughs> I can't stand him. He's an asshat.
2: You know who was an asshat? Uh I'll say him like how you say him. Dennis Bukaki is an ass, <laughs>
0: like what the fuck yeah, like, yes, like yeah. did they actually have any kind of, i didn't no. i never no. saw no. any hints of that ever,
2: no, so. no, he was just being
0: a dick. <laughs> I don't even know why we had that scene, honestly. Like, it it added, to me, it added nothing more to the episode. Like, it just took, yeah, I don't know, five, ten seconds away from the episode, honestly. I think it was just
2: to show, like, even more shit is just coming down on her. Because that's when she has her break. Because she's, like, figuring out what to do, like, track down intelligentsia. And then she's shown that, and then she just kind of breaks down and goes to her bedroom, and then, you know, says that whole, like, is this what you guys want? Like, I'm... This isn't even like a reluctant story. You're just, I'm just getting shit on here.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, we got the line save it for the movie. Uh, so I assume we're getting a possibly getting a Hulk movie and, you know, for Richard's favorite character, Scar, to be a part of that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when it, it's, I, when it's revealed, like he's
2: like, I want you, I knew, like, well, one, the, the day the episode aired. Like that morning, like Thursday morning, I got up and I was like, I'm going to see what's on YouTube. Like the first thing I see on one of my subscription things is a thumbnail of Hulk (laughs) and like uh, another weird Hulk with a really shitty haircut. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, that must be Scar. So I I guess we're getting Scar in this. So yeah, when he's like, hey, everybody, I want you to see. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. And it's like Scar. And I was like, okay. And yeah, I just was like, Why? Why? Like, (laughs) why are they doing a thing? Because, like, Thor now has a daughter. Uh, Hulk now has a son. Who else we got? There's someone else that's, like, like maternal uh, parents are now getting... I guess you could say Hawkeye has, like, a daughter, like, with Kate. I mean, he actually has an actual daughter, but Kate is kind of like his daughter. Who else? Bradley's got his grandson. Yeah, there you go. Like... I don't know. It's just weird how all of a sudden they're all getting, like, kids. But I... Cassie. Whatever. There you go, Cassie. Yeah, for Ant-Man coming up.
0: Um, It's oh, yeah. it's bizarre. Yeah, it, it just seems like more, like, Young Avengers stuff. I, I seriously hope they don't replace Hulkling with, with Scar. That seems... Oh, that sounds like that could be
2: a possibility, and that sucks. That idea sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm a big Hulkling fan, anyway. I could give two shits about honestly half of the Young Avengers, but oh, <laughs> that sounds awful. If that's the idea,
0: I, I mean, we've we've had that discussion before. Of like, you hear the name Hulkling, and you automatically assume that somebody that that person is a Hulk, when in fact they're a scroll. Yeah, and it's like you bring Scar and Scar is known more as a villain than he is actually a hero. And like him and Bruce seem pretty cool. So is that what we're doing? Are we, are we replacing Hulkling with Scar? And that way we just kind of merge the two characters and he gets nicknamed Hulkling.
2: Yeah, maybe. I don't like that idea, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just don't, don't tell uh, Kevin that
0: and we'll be fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Too late. Yep. We're part of the algorithm now. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I thought it was funny that Titania knew Daredevil. I thought that was weird.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, it was. Weird. I love.
2: I-, I love that when she, you know, so she to me, Kevin is the villain of the story, if you will. Like that's her final fight with the <laughs> the main <laughs> boss fight or whatever you want to call it, if you want to talk video game terms. But uh, when she asks, you know, she's like, "A woman has her, you know, I'd love to see Daredevil back. A woman has her needs." And anyway, like the episode continues back on. Daredevil, like there's no there's no skyscraper, there's no buildings. There, there's uh, not even I don't really think there's a tree. Daredevil just fucking falls out of the fucking <laughs> sky and does like a superhero landing and he's like, Jen, I'm here to help.
0: And she's like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I just think that's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> like like he was part of the game from the Hunger Games and just they <laughs> developed that character yeah. in the back and they just put it in the game and it was I'm like, oh,
2: That's that's the part that I'm like, is this even canon? Because I like another thing that I've seen is people are like irritated is like, is Jen going to show up and be like Daredevil's girlfriend in the Daredevil? No, no, that she may show up for an episode, but she's absolutely not going to be a reoccurring like character in Daredevil born again. Because you know why? Because Kevin said it, you're expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> <laughs> to, to have her show up in there, which I love that, too. That was one of the things that yeah. I love when he was like, uh, could you, you know, depower?" power And she's like, why? And he's like, because you're expensive. And then he's like, wait, but don't do it now. Like, do it off camera because our visual effects guys are working on another project, which it then plays the the <laughs> Wakanda music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty clever as well.
1: Yeah. But then, like, not like 30 seconds later, she... Changes there on camera. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah. All right. Blonsky. Is he a scroll? No. I don't think so.
1: They're all scrolls. Everybody's a scroll.
0: Here's my reason why I asked the question. Wong is super sus, and I think Wong may be a scroll just because he like knows really no magic and for whatever reason is a sorcerer supreme. Blonsky looks nothing like he did in the Incredible Hulk movie, which is okay. I'm not totally mad. He's very comic accurate right now. But what if the scroll couldn't like match the original like Blonsky from the original movie? And then he was very very apt to go ahead and take Wong up on his offer to go to Comatage. Like why why are they buddies? Like why is that even a thing? And he was he was fine waiting out his time you know beforehand, but now it's like. Help, I've I've had enough. I'm I'm going back. So I think it's due
2: to one, they were buddies because they've been doing all those staged cage fighting. And two, I think you're the only one who's like, that person's a (laughs) scroll. They're a scroll. You're all scroll. Like, I really, from the trailer that we got, it looks like, once again, I don't think any superheroes are scrolls. I think it's all government (sighs) officials. Like, I don't think we're getting the comic book. Secret Invasion, which I'm fine with because it was dumb. <laughs> but, but uh... I want superhero scrolls though. We'll probably get that with a Fantastic Four. <laughs> like we'll probably get oh, Super Scroll. Or maybe Super Scroll will be the villain of Secret Invasion. But I don't think we'll get any kind of like this super powered person is going to be revealed as a scroll. I just don't think they're going to do that yet. The only uh. one. That they may because they've said that it ties into it is Don Cheadle because supposedly they said Secret Invasion kind of ties into Armor Wars. Of course, I don't know if that's changed since like Armor Wars is now a movie,
0: but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dope way to bring the Fantastic Four in through Secret Invasion
1: with the scroll. Yeah. Or just through the yeah. secret. Yeah.
0: Well, like the, the Super Scroll usually has the power of the Fantastic Four. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, yeah, like he's us.
1: all their powers or Yes. He has all
2: He has all four of their powers. So he has the stretchy ability of Mr. Fantastic, he has the fire ability of Johnny Storm, he has the invisibility ability of Sue Storm and he has like the rock power of Ben Grimm's
0: thing. I yeah, that that would be cool. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh what what, what? <laughs> That rock hard thing of Ben Grimm's.
2: (laughs) Oh yes. Well, I mean, he does have a girlfriend. (laughs) Like, I don't know how that works, but he has a girlfriend. I think they even address that in the um, the Chris Evans like Jessica Alba one because I think Chris Evans as Johnny Storm asks Ben, he's like, "So how do you guys like?" And he's like, (laughs) "Is that
1: that like a landslide or something like?"
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're out of time. I'm getting to, uh, I want to get to, because the QR code. I didn't mention the QR code. And it's it's, a, it's long-winded, so I just need to get to it, to get it over with. The time is 17 minutes, 8 seconds. It's on the door to the She-Hulk production office that She-Hulk sneaks into to talk to the writing staff at the end of the season. It takes you to a free copy of 1989's Sensational She-Hulk number 50, the reason why it was featured is this issue was about uh, she hooks at Marvel HQ and she's talking to uh, Renee Witter Witter Tatter. I don't know how to say her name. I apologize, but anyway, uh, John. She's John Byrne's editor, and she tells Jin that John Byrne has died. So. Jen then decides that, or excuse me, Renee then tells Jen that she needs to choose a new creative team to take over a comic. So she hands Jen all these different, like, comics written by uh, Frank Miller. They they do a special thanks at the end. Uh, Dave Gibson, Frank Miller, Walt uh, Simonen, Terry Austin. Anyway, a, a bunch of them. Adam Hughes, Howard Mackey, a ton of them. But anywho, She's going through all of them. She doesn't like them. Eventually, she hears these, like, thumping noises. She goes to see what it is. It's John Byrne tied up in a closet because Renee had tied him up because she says that he's, like, he's losing it and on the verge of a breakdown. So anyway, he's all talking with Jen, like John Byrne is talking with Jen about how, like, here, here's my new thing that I wrote. And he hands her a copy of Little She-Hulk which is done in the style of, like, I don't know, Tiny Toons or Muppet Babies of, like, it's like little <laughs> kid versions of She-Hulk and uh, I believe the Fantastic... I know Ben Grimm shows up. I don't know if all the Fantastic Four shows up, but anyway, and then Doctor Doom shows up and then it, she only gets two pages in and she it just cuts back to her going, nah, and she throws John Byrne out the window and John Byrne <laughs> falls to his death and dies. And she says the best line because Renee's like, What have you done? And she's like, Well, I wouldn't worry about that too much, Renee. Death sells. And the death of a superego ought to sell at least as many copies as the death of a superman, which I love that line. Oh, <laughs> wow.
0: It's great. I love that. <laughs> you know what's even better about that? Like, I think. Is it the, yeah, I think it's the 30th anniversary of Superman's death, like this year, recently, like the last couple oh, months. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, there was like special editions of that book that was coming out reprinted and people were going nuts over them because they were like gold foils and red foils and stuff like that. Mm. Like that's even, that makes it even funnier that that's the book wow. that, and that lines in that book because it's the 30th anniversary of that. So that's super funny. And the other thing is, is that like Scotty Young has wrote books like that and they have sold and done just fine of like, Mm -hmm. like it's called Little A versus X and it's the Avengers versus the X-Men, but they're like kids. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yes. I like I've got a poster over here and I was looking to see I don't see a a little She-Hulk, but I know he's done like little versions, like kid versions of She-Hulk or whatever. So it's pretty funny. <sighs> All right, then. What we got as far as uh, well meters for the series? Um, I'm not going to take care of mine. I was pleasantly well with this
1: one. It was just I enjoyed it. It was a fun show. It was it was just kind of one of those that didn't have to didn't necessarily have to overthink anything or really worry about what's next too much. Like as far as I just uh, I you know it's one of those that we've talked quite a bit on where how it, nowadays everybody's just all about like, okay, what's the next thing happening? What's coming next? What's happening? And, uh, this one was just, didn't really have to really worry about that. It was just, it was pretty fun and just kind of a easygoing show to me. So I asked to give my, I think, I don't know if I did or not, but to give my whelm, just to make sure I was pleasantly whelmed with the series.
2: Cool. Richard. Um, honestly, I was pleasantly whelmed as well. That was my overall ranking because, while I, like I said, I will defend this show till the day I die to any of <laughs> any and all haters, It's it, it needed more. I, I, we've talked about it. I kind of got into most of my notes. Um, it needed more of that fourth wall breaking like the last episode did. Through If that was sprinkled out throughout this season, this would be number one, like, you have to go see She-Hulk. Like, it's not like anything you've ever seen from Marvel. Um, and unfortunately they didn't do that. So it's getting a pleasantly whim well for me. Um, I'm just going to kind of go back on my notes. Um, you know, it was like a comic where, you know, month to month is not great, but I think if you, if for people who haven't watched this, if they're listening to us, we spoiled everything. So I don't know why, but if you have <laughs> loved ones who haven't seen it or, and are interested in it, tell them to go watch it now, because I think if they watch this in a hole, like, or not in a whole, if they watch this on the whole, like the entirety of the season, they will like it. And also because let's be honest that when she breaks the fourth wall and we get a look at the Disney plus Marvel, like homepage main menu, that will get dated literally within like a couple of months. <laughs> like It'll look different <laughs> than what it does yeah. now. And it was a cool little like trick that they did. But Yeah.
0: Which apparently they fixed, Kevin said anyway, so that won't happen again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with Zuckers. Yeah. I'm going to go with, as a whole, I am whelmed with this. Maybe, I'm i a solid whelm Solid whelmed with this. Uh, I like the introduction of She-Hulk into the Marvel MCU. I think uh, Tatiana Mussolini, or Miss Lee, What's her name? Ms. Muslani. Muslani, Muslani. yes. Mussolini. Yes, Not, Mus- not, not Mussolini. Mussolini. She's not <laughs> related to Mussolini at all. Right. <laughs> Muslani. Uh, I think she's great. I think she is... I love her casting as She-Hulk, as Jen Walters. I love it. I think she played the part really well. I love her energy and just her highs, her lows, everything. I think... I love it. Loved her. Yeah. Um, knowing what the story is it makes complete sense that this that means i just i am not necessarily a fan of it as we've all said i'm very much a dark gritty person and have no happiness in my soul so <laughs> <laughs> i think this is one of those tv shows that i'd honestly have to be in a mood in to be able to watch it and those moods are too far and few between but i could definitely recommend somebody and be like look this like y'all said this is a show you just sit and you watch and enjoy you don't worry about what this is trying to, like, hint at as far as what's coming in the MCU or anything like that. Like, yes, they dropped Scar, but let's be honest, I don't know if that's going to be anything big or huge. And it'd be really simple and really easy to explain if you go and see something. So, yeah, I go with Wilm. I like it overall. I mean, it's good showing for the character of She-Hulk. I mean, that's it is what it was. Like, <laughs> that is She-Hulk. So, yeah. there you go. Awesome. Yep.
2: I will say I'm a little disappointed at the end credits that they did not do the Megan the Stallion Savage song. I'm just disappointed. Although, <laughs> I listened to that song because, honestly, I've only heard, like, basically the chorus part. And I kind of get why they didn't, because they'd have to bleep out, like, every word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Megan the Stallion, she a bad bitch. so. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right, Jeremy, where can they find you at? You got anything going on?
1: Uh, Just find me every now and then on Twitch under the handle night, fury, GTO. It's night with a K. And uh, yeah, you can just find me on here.
2: Awesome. Richard, what about you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter. If you want to contact me directly, my handle is night curry night, like day and night and curry with a K. You can contact us directly we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast.
0: Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs>
2: Yes,
1: I make the decisions. I possess the most advanced entertainment algorithm in the world, and it produces near-perfect products.
0: Near-perfect?
1: Some are better than others, but I leave that debate up to the Internet.